You're going to see the interview everyone is going to be talking about. Wagon wheel Watusi. What do I think of her? Yes. I don't think of her. Then we become divas as opposed to just strong women. Oh, coughing during my interview, really? It feels uh, reductive. Hello and welcome to Big Diva Energy, the podcast largely about fabulous people being fucking extralent. Uh, my name is Holly Morgan and my husband Tom is also here. You can't sit with us. Thank you for joining us again as we discuss the finer parts of diva ship. Not a ship that is a diva because that would obviously be the Titanic. One ice beverage and she goes down singing Celine. No. Uh, diva ship, the essence of diva. What a diva do. And today we're discussing the diva doings of Tina Fey. Tina Fey? Diva? I hear you cry. The nicest woman in comedy. Unclench your pearls slash buttocks. Yes, we are renovating the term diva from the ground up, very much like an ill-thought-out grand design. So diva is a term uh, which is traditionally associated with female excellence before it became co-opted as a way to slap down strong people with opinions. Therefore, in the spirit of female excellence, why not celebrate Tina Fey as a groundbreaking comedy writer, showrunner, performer and feminist icon? And with us today, we have another <laughs> icon of female excellence. Oh my. Her plays include the widely acclaimed Where Do Little Birds Go? and Mr. Incredible. She has also brought her considerable talents to television, writing on the comedy series Porters. And with numerous other projects in development, it's the inimitable, hilarious, fabulous Camilla Whitehill. Yes! Yes! I loved that. Hi, Charlie. So you didn't give yourself a round. You said you were going to give yourself a round of applause. I just realised applause yourself in. too sad. <laughs> I was like, actually what I meant was like, why aren't you applauding? <laughs> no, okay, well I've done it. They dutifully. I was like, Molly. Like, oh, oh, it was a yeah. I was like, you completely missed. Clap, clap, clap oh, now. It's so nice to have you here. I Thank know, I love coming. being here. Thank you for having me. We've lit several candles. It smelled a bit of curry, but now... I bet I like that smell. Do you? Yeah. yeah. It's it's now, so comforting. Yeah, good. Okay. Curry or candles? Curry. Curry and candles. And candles. I love anything that smells. I'm so sensitive anything to smell. Anything that smells. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but you know, like, I'm really funny about smell. Like, yeah. if something smells, like, the, my boyfriend for, like, a month had this disgusting cheese in his fridge, and I would just bitch about it, like, without stopping every day until he got rid of it. So. He's a chef, right? Yeah, he's a chef. Was it, like, really nice cheese? It was really fancy cheese. <laughs> it did smell. I will have my word listened to. <laughs> Or not, it's convenient. Take okay, how else. fancy your cheese is. <laughs> I don't care Back how in fancy your box. Cheese is, chuck it out the window. Right smell my cheese. <laughs> so, is that your catchphrase? No, that's Alan Partridge's technically. <laughs> I think you should co opt it for this for no reason. Inexplicable. <laughs> I think we've all forgotten about Alan Partridge, haven't we? <laughs> Who? Not Diva. Lynn? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Lynn has never really been remembered by anyone. <laughs> so, so oh. my babe, we're going to ask you the questions we ask everybody. <laughs> the first one. I will always love you. Who is your all-time ride-or-die diva? It's just such an obvious answer, but it's the truth. It's definitely Cher. Ah. I went to see her live, like, last month. Oh, my God. Oh, so did we. Yeah. Oh, not last month. We went to Manchester. Where did you go? We went to London. London. I oh. guess it was November, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what, like, what was one of the most exciting nights of my life? Because I took the Thames Clipper there. Oh my God, like James Have you ever been on that little boat? (laughs) I've been on that little boat. I, for real, did not realise you could just use your Oyster card to get on a small boat. Yeah. Really, like, woke me up. And sometimes if you're really lucky, you get a tour guide. Oh my God, there was champagne aboard that boat. What? Yeah, for real. Because Cher was on. Because of Cher. (gasps) And then I got there and then got to see Cher. It was, like, the most exciting night of my life. Oh my God. I just couldn't stop. Oh my God, before she performed... I was right on the side and she came out and waved no. at us and <gasps> I like started crying. Oh my God. Like I just burst into tears. 
<laughs> while Paul Young was performing, she was like, don't look at yeah. this. No, no, I skipped Paul Young because I, I didn't want to do that to myself. It was quite sad. I don't think anyone did. <laughs> I My first ever CD was a, the single of Shoop Shoop Song because oh. when I was three, I couldn't, my dad said I would just sing it. All the time they had to oh, buy it for me. Oh, bless you. So I've just been like this since... Because you'd heard it on the radio? Yeah. Oh, and I was obsessed God. with it. So they had to buy They had to buy that. And also they had to buy I Would Do Anything For Love, But I Won't Do That by Meatloaf. Because I also listened to that. Amazing. But that's not as good. Well, Meat, Meatloaf has uh, shown himself to be very... He's un- problematic. He's problematic. I don't know why was that surprised by that. Have you seen the video to that song? Exactly. Well, they didn't let the vocalist who actually did that... Hold it now and hold it It's like some fucking model. Yeah, I heard it's like smelly cat they like when the, <laughs> the real vocalist is just some homely hag like <laughs> in the corner oh my god I would like to see you guys do that as a duet but Tom does the if you hold me down and call it one and you be meatloaf oh my god you that, that is that happening real. Yeah, that is 100% definitely. happening I'd love that and you have to wear a meatloaf wig <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, I'm like that. We're literally putting that into action. He does uh, work with Jim Steinman as well. Of course, did. Uh, it's all coming back to me now. Yeah, he did write that. Uh, well, that's why they're two of and a lot songs. of a couple of Celine songs, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah, oh, I love Celine too. But Cher is my, my dream. Yeah. I just one. like I love her so. I just if I could be anyone, I would be Cher. I think. Yeah. I think anyone with any sense would be. Just did she do her stand-up bit at the beginning yeah, of the show? Did, so she did a couple of songs, then did she like did a whole a chat about yeah. that film producer she hates. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which I just think is iconic. Amazing. But then also like just her on her own on the stage. She's really funny. Costume. She's so funny. She's so funny. She's so fit, mm, but she's yeah. like a thousand years old. It's What's like your inexplic- your gra- Oh no! I was like, she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you, and also fuck her. Why is she dead? <laughs> You're right, Cher. My weak ass nan died. <laughs> she's like you. I'm like you, baby. But that's why she's the ultimate dude because there is not. She is. There's yeah. no one more fabulous, and there's no one who gives fewer no. shit. And she can act. She's an Oscar. And she can act. She's an Oscar. Yeah, she backs it the fuck up. Find me a better have- diva. There isn't one. Like, and that's yeah. why, like, it's a shame but that is the answer to that question it is. it's no, actually I, the only correct answer to that question no I agree that's true that that anyone canon. else has said differently is wrong everyone else is <laughs> so yeah. we sort of came up with sort of the vague concept of how the podcast would go on the way on the train on the way back uh, yeah because you're just like how do we talk well, about Cher we were like who is yeah. the ultimate diva mm. and then we sort of came through the idea that it's like you can name others like Celine or Liza Whitney. or like, yeah. Whitney but they've all got like Aretha but they've all got kind of things missing from yeah, the Cher things that you of, want yeah, from a diva yeah. and she has every single one of them she's she the only one that ticks every box she does and she's the queen yeah, yeah. I love her so much yeah exactly absolutely well sticking with the theme somewhat if I could turn back time what diva would you send into what event from history Diana Ross and the Renaissance I've thought about this a lot okay I thought we about this have. earlier because I was like I actually I, I wouldn't send anyone back because of how bad it's been to be a woman until and including now Good point. but I think I would send Cher to the future because I think that everyone should experience Cher and I don't want people in like 2000 2100 like they're not gonna know That's like Cher so will true. not I mean she might be they'll be listening she might <laughs> yeah they'll be, be listening but like she might not be alive I mean who knows she might be yeah. alive and actually I think oh, if we're gonna keep one human alive forever it should be Cher I yeah. agree but I just want to like I want my like great 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 nieces or whatever to to go and see Cher at the O2. I totally <laughs> so agree. I think just send Cher, like, it's kind sort of, of in increments, like every hundred, yeah. <laughs> so the never ending tour. Yeah. No, like, like Cher, no one's asked literally never ending. No, but like, it's literally just Cher exists forever and every hundred years she does a reunion tour. That's what I think. 
I think for like the, the good go of my exactly, <laughs> and she's just like a head in a box, but like it works. Nice, no, and we it love her. Works. No, yeah. I'm I'm on board with that. I yeah. think the future needs share for real. Has she ever done any future? I suppose believe the video is kind of futuristic. 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 She's got her finger on the butt. That is like that. She invented dance music, and I love she that for her. Um, now when we were talking about the the ideal diva I'm obviously a huge huge Madonna fan of course Um, as am I yeah yeah yeah. but something doesn't quite fit for perfect diva for me I don't know mm, strike me down but I think it's the Vokes for me on Madonna yeah Yeah. just that just like just to miss out on on the top spot to share yeah I she also does Madonna have an Oscar no, no. for me that's them. like you don't have an Oscar like <laughs> yeah. Cher E got it like she could E yeah, got yeah, if she yeah. wanted to she oh, could yeah. easily she just like slip in an E got I think the Cher the, the musical got some sort of Tony didn't it so she's probably oh technically oh my god she probably is yeah. like Whoopi Goldberg yeah um, so Material Girl mm. what's on your rider <clears throat> four things great <laughs> all drinks <laughs> one of them is drinks <laughs> um, pr- like Prosecco mm-hmm. or Cremo- like I I like champagne, I but I always feel like it's too, like the 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 that how quickly I drink it, I worry that it's like I'm wasting money. So prosecco, Shake Shack cheese fries. <laughs> I don't know whether you've had them, but they're my life. Are they everything? Yeah, they're delicious. <laughs> okay. Um, a weed vape, <laughs> and then an identical clone to perform instead of me because I would never want to perform oh amazing and just those things okay especially if I actually had the weed vape yeah exactly I'd just be hitting that sweet sweet vape and I'm gonna send my clone on to do whatever it is I would be doing It's the perfect order as well. You like yeah. have a little glass of have fizz, a little prosecco, yeah. have a little, little cheesy, vape, and then you're like, "Oh, I've got the munchies." Exactly. Go on, <laughs> and then you just yeah, kick, ready. you kick your clone onto the stage. Um, so, for those that re- listeners who don't know, uh, Camilla, mm. you did train as an actor. Yeah, of course. Who didn't? Who didn't? I actually only speak to people that are classically trained because <laughs> I don't. I just don't like hearing the voices of people that are. I'm like, what do you? Like, I can't hear you. No, I can't hear you. Enunciate. What are you saying? What are you saying? Dum de dum de dum de dum. Every camp person I went to drama school. Like, yeah. actually, it's if you're. Oh my god, that's so. Rude. Tottenham. If you're particularly camp, it's the law that you have to go to drama school. <laughs> Just to get it bit. out of you. And then you can be the kind of person that calls ambulance is rude. I, yeah, I like, do not care about this person's emergency. Like, do you not know the people I'm recording podcasts? Is there any part of you that would ever perform again, or is it like, nah? No. <laughs> I have to leave the house. No, well, yeah, the biggest thing for me is like, you for sure have to put on a bra. <laughs> and like. I am um, no. The last time I performed was when I was in an unsuccessful sketch group, and the the, rea- the reality of having to do it every day. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I would like, reality. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I would just know because I hate. Where else do you unpopular sketch groups go? Where else do yeah. I perform every day? So, <laughs> <laughs> no. Also, we got two stars in the Guardian, so we quit. And we never returned. Ooh, good for you. Thanks, Brian. Two more than I've got. Shit. So. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> zero stars, I would have taken as a badge. Oh, no, you haven't had a zero star review. I've just never review. been reviewed. You're not cats. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I've just never oh, been reviewed. Yeah, but if they've done a review I've for Holly Show I've never been verse. reviewed. <laughs> I don't let reviewers in. I just don't no, care. I don't let audience in. Yeah, it's just, I've never been allowed. I like bought a ticket and they were like, that's not how this works. <laughs> Thanks for the money, but no, no, <laughs> Oh, we're keeping the money. I'm not even sending the clone on. I can't be asked. <laughs> I would like, what a flex. I would actually really respect that. <laughs> I'd love to get an email like, thank you for buying a ticket to the show which doesn't exist I'd be like good for you <laughs> good scam yeah. fuck the show that goes wrong the show doesn't exist I'm gonna do that yeah. show people <laughs> would buy it It'd be, people would think it was like Beckett that fire festival 
And <laughs> <laughs> uh, who runs the world? Who? Which diva do you give the nuclear codes to? Give it them to Shonda Rhimes, <laughs> who I love like so much, and I, I think so she much. should maybe run things. Yeah, I think she might. She has she has her shit together in a way that I think we can all just only aspire to. That's so true. She's one of the few people that. Have, we've had an answer to this question that I can imagine would make a presidential run. She would actually, point. well, yeah. no, she should. Yeah. I, think she's, I can see her doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I just point. think that she has her shit together in a way that is um, incredible. I just love her so much. I love her so much. And like, she's just, I just it's like want to be her so much. And I just think she'd be good at running the world. And I she think should. so. If you I'm can thinking, run Grey's Anatomy, you can run a country. If yeah. you can deal with those actors for 15 series, then you can run America for mm. sure. Honestly. For sure. I'm trying to think of like, in um, Scandal, surely mm. they've had a nuclear disaster and she's managed yeah. to make it. She fixed it. She fixed it. She knows enough about politics to write Scandal. Yeah. So she should literally be. Yeah. That's why I've got all my politics. Like, I for sure, Aaron Aaron I also Sorkin. now only, I always believe in like political conspiracies now because I'm like, well, that happened on Scandal. Exactly. <laughs> and I, like, people are like, like, mm, that's not real. I'm like, isn't it? Is it not real? Shit, it's funny that it's not real because it seems real. It when I was watching it, it was real. Yeah, mm-hmm. I felt it. I felt those emotions. Yeah, I think Shonda, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Thank you. Just to keep all those plot lines straight. Yeah. I mean, how- I could barely do. I- <laughs> <laughs> if you badmouth Shonda on this podcast, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. and she hears it. <laughs> and you ruin the possibility of me being best friends with her. Oh my god! I will hunt you down. Oh, I'm going to delete that immediately I'm so that good. we can then approach Shonda. Yeah, what do you? Yeah, she's the she's next gonna guest. Be, she's going to be. A, she would be really yeah, good. She be she's going to be a subject 100%. for 100. percent Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. And now this may not apply to you, but you know, if we take the kind of negative end of the spectrum as like how your man on the street might call diva, like sort of being a bit extra or a bit much. Have you ever been a diva? <laughs> go on I mean (laughs) (laughs) no please it's a safe space it's Mm. weird because no one has ever even asked me that I know I think that I (laughs) (laughs) or written in the Guardian (laughs) I live my life like I'm an incredibly famous successful rich person RuPaul says you should do that that's how you become successful I'm like Valentina I'm like almost completely like or Willem or Willem (laughs) for real because I love Willem like I genuinely just think I think I, yeah, I mean, I've just, I don't think my day goes by when I'm not actively acting a bit like a diva. Like, I've got a really short temper. I think that I'm right all the time. I hate, like, swathes of people. Like, I, just, like, I think it's just how I, I can't, actually, if I'm being, like, humble and down to earth, it's more like, have you ever been humble and down to earth? And even then, I don't, I'm not sure. Like, it's just, yeah. When have you not been a diva? Yeah, like, I don't think ever. I just, like, I'm so demanding i just think that's and just that my is life. the right energy did yeah, drama school do that for you is that your upbringing no I, i'm just my like born personality <laughs> like it's just since i was like a very little kid i've just been like this so yeah what can you do about it you've been into personality a holder yeah just like screaming at an assistant <laughs> which i still don't have so i scream at my cat <laughs> yeah exactly the minute i get an assistant oh boy oh. <laughs> i'll be full naomi campbell phone at the head can we call this the official advertising? <laughs> if anyone would like to be an unpaid personal assistant for me, get screaming. A lot of it would be going to Shake Shack yeah. <laughs> and to my weed dealer. <laughs> you can meet them in Shake Shack. Absolutely. Combine the synergy, yes. time management, baby. That's what uh, you're looking for in an assistant. I, I think that is. I think I mainly just want someone that I can. You know, like, do you watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians? No. So unfortunately, it's like one of my biggest like yeah. guilty pleasures. That's not just, unfortunate. There's no such thing as a guilty. It's just pleasure. the way it is, and I just love how like now that they're no longer like at all relatable all their scenes just them talking to their only friend their assistant so their assistant will just be like organising some shoes in the corner and they'll be like oh my god I just got a text about Chloe's boyfriend 
and the PA will be like, oh no, like they give a shit. <laughs> just like, oh. pay me, bitch. I love it. I never got into it. Why not? I know. Is it too late? Limited no, access. it's never. Do you know what I love watching? What do you watch it on? I watch it on Hey You. Oh yeah. So we don't have that. Oh, well, okay. Get it. Get it. It's <laughs> like five pounds a month. I don't. <laughs> what do you pay? Like yeah. I um, I like rewatching the old ones, but they make me sad because of all the boyfriends that have come and gone and oh, cheated God. and left and oh. all the crack problems and stuff. But you know what? Like, it's sometimes just really soothing to watch people richer than you'll ever be organizing their bags. And mm. I just I don't know. how do you think it's going to end? I think I assume they'll all die. Nice. Like I guess it's kind of like out? I think it's going to turn out to be a dream. I think it's scripted. <gasps> the crossroads. It's going to be like end. lost. <laughs> I quit lost because too many men liked it and if too many men like a thing I'm, I'm like I'm out it's fair enough <laughs> I, I only watched Die Hard like a month ago which I love it's so good isn't it I skipped it for years because all of my boring ex-boyfriends being yeah, like yeah, yeah. you did the same thing yeah. I did yeah yeah I, if someone if loads of men tell me to watch something I can't no I, I know like, I can't to be fair the only reason you watched it was because we were on tour and uh, we were in a very very large theatre and they decided that they were going to use the soundboard and stuff to plug in a laptop and use the oh um, that's fun so we screened it in theater, oh, I actually loved it, and yeah. I actually think it's quite camp. I don't think it's yeah, actually it's that really masculine. Camp. Like yeah. it's like a, I would love to write the musical of Die Hard. And it's like, yeah, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, copyright people have in 2020. Have they? Yeah. Can I just say I just said 2020, and um, I can't remember who it was. So I saw yesterday, but they have started saying Zozo in so 2020, <gasps> and it's Get my new out. thing. Yeah. That is who was it? Because like, where was I yesterday? Oh, I think it was my friend Ben Weatherall. Ben Weatherall. Oh he started calling it Zozo, and I think I might start doing it That's too. That's incredible. Don't you like it? Yeah, Zozo. Amazing. Yeah. Zozo. Zozo. Fabulous answer. Like a Kardashian. Thanks, babe. It does. Zozo. <laughs> Zozo. Or a Stat Strallen. <laughs> They've always got Zozo. Zozo. Yeah, that's true. Um, great. So after the break, we're going to crack on a pace with Elizabeth Stamatina. Tina, say. Uh, born May 18... 18- <laughs> 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 she looks good. Oh, Tina May. Born in the wake of the Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> Just after the Crystal Palace opened. <laughs> From Tina's woman, <laughs> Tina Fey. There's gold in them, they're here. Tina Fey was born in 1970. American actress, comedian, writer, producer, playwright, general legend. Genius. General legend. That was what general... she's known as in the Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> Have a nice break. Okay. We did a break. And we're back to podcast. Uh, so Tina Fey came to fame via the world famous SNL, uh, graduating to helming her own TV projects such as the hilarious 30 Rock and the Unbreakable Kemi Schmidt and giving the world the mighty Mean Girls, the Citizen Kane for our generation, which is now a totally fine musical. Uh, <laughs> Camilla, uh, when did she first come to your attention? <laughs> well, I think I was really young. I, I, mm. I, um, I remember her... Autobiography came out in like 2011, mm-hmm. so I must have been like, oh god, like 21. And by that time, I was a really big fan. Yeah, I think I I used to just watch old SNLs. I, yeah. I, fa- I at one point when I was about 18, I found a website that had like every SNL ever on it. Oh my god! And my favorite is when Tina Fey was the head writer. Yeah, and uh, and Amy Poehler was on it, and Maya Rudolph, yeah. like the triumvirate, like the holy trinity yeah. of, of funny women. And I think until then, I just I think I just grew up with so few... I mean, obviously there are examples of really funny women who wrote and performed but yeah. the, in the UK, but the, they weren't... They either didn't really do the comedy that I was interested in or yeah. they did it in a way that I wouldn't... That felt like really female or like they were really put in a box. A lot of them, not everyone. I'm not, I mean, like Victoria Wood is not included in this yeah, list. Yeah. But when I started watching Tina Fey stuff, I was like, oh no, that's what 
I want to be like that. Right. And I think that like, kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of funny, like, just, just can do whatever she wants. So did she inspire yeah. you to become a writer? I think so. I, I didn't know I wanted to be a writer for a really long time. And, and I went to draw. I, went, I thought I wanted to be an actor. But eventually I was like, oh, this is why I've been obsessed with Tina Fey for my whole life. Yeah. Because mm. that's what I want to do. Mm. And I just think that she's so fucking cool. Yeah. And actually, I think people th- I think that she's kind of unassuming or like shy but you do not get to be the head writer of snl if no. you're either yes. of those things and she's it's such a masculine world like writing comedy still now yeah and like it's and those rooms would have been largely filled with men at that for time. sure i'm mm. sure it's quite because she got in her book she talks about getting amy polar in and there's this yeah. amazing bit she talks about with amy polar where she i think amy amy polar made a period joke and jimmy fallon went ew i don't like it and amy polar like looked straight at him and went i don't care if you like it yeah and tina fey put it as the title of one of the bits in her profile and i was like oh and i just remember reading it and being like that's me because yeah. i don't care if yeah, men don't yeah, like yeah, it yeah. it's Absolutely. irrelevant to me i think you picked up on something that i really find a lot when i'm reading about her is this self-deprecation mm. that she's accused of it's some I, I use accused in a kind of like loose way because um some feminist commentators have found it to be anti-feminist this self-deprecation we'll get on to that but like you're right you cannot possibly be as self-deprecating as maybe bossy pants might suggest she is i don't even think bossy pants suggests that i don't know like i think people think she's self-deprecating because of 30 rock yes which is a fictional Fictional. tv show (laughs) Yeah. yeah but also the character that she plays in 30 rock just has the audacity to have the depth of any lead male in any sitcom if you look yeah. at like louis sorry mm. r.i.p or like i don't know um aziz and sorry oh god they're all the cancelled men <laughs> <laughs> although i would like to hear that i don't think aziz and sorry should be cancelled but anyway yeah i like oh. yeah. um if you look at yeah characters like from any sitcom ever yeah. like everybody yeah, yeah. freaking loves raymond like or frasier men are allowed to be self-deprecating and all this and yeah why Why does the female character have to be like a boss bitch? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My least favourite phrase. I know, I know. They're confusing being self-deprecating with just being gross. Like she's allowed sure. to be like smelly sure. and like eat yeah. night cheese night and, just, and do yeah. like, just be a normal person so who's sure. a bit like, I've been at work all day. You I don't see stink. anyone saying to Charlie Day, oh, your character and It's Always Sunny is like anti-men because you're disgusting. Like it just yeah. doesn't no, make any he's sense He's just an idiot me. and just yeah. like does no. his life. No, for yeah. sure. I think maybe it's because she's honest and she's like, uh, you know, she makes a joke, doesn't she, about how she, she only got Dirty Rock because Alec Baldwin was in it and stuff, which which might, it I, actually is probably quite realistic. It's extremely realistic. Yeah. It's, I, it's weird that people yeah. think that they would read that and think anything else. Like I Now, somebody that works in comedy for television, yeah. it it's a, still like a, the biggest sausage fest I've ever worked in, like <laughs> all the time. And I'm like, it's so weird because I came from theatre where there's loads of girls. And I feel like she came from live comedy and improv where there was a bit more i know by the time that she did second city she, it was kind of a gender split yeah. cast mm-hmm. and it must have been it is weird going to tv and being like why are all these dudes here like <laughs> they're not funny where, like, where so are all weird. the women yeah <laughs> I, for real i'm like it's so bizarre and uh, that is the truth of it yeah. to get a show on nbc she would have had to have get like a big name dude i don't yeah. know why people find that self-deprecating it's yeah. not self-deprecating yeah. it's, it's just not. being it's honest the truth. yeah yeah I, people just don't like it when women adapt to try and succeed. Yeah. It's just like bizarre to me because men have been, that's all men do. So they yeah. just follow rules. So I don't. Yeah, mm. I don't exactly. 
Fair enough. Uh, yeah. That's my hard line on that. Yeah. Um, so Tina was born to Donald Henry Fay, a Korean war veteran who raised millions of dollars for schools, hospitals, uh, and public service agencies as a grant proposal writer. Fuck yeah, Donald. Lads. Yeah. <laughs> Don't often get to say that. Um, he's also a bit of a comedy nerd, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to be, I think if you turn out a comedy writer, you've, you've probably been brought up by someone that was really into comedy. Or yeah. just really For funny. sure. Yeah. Or just as funny. And you're, yeah. you have to be brought up making jokes yeah, or, yeah i think as a th- as like the only way you end up doing it, it the sounds- way she describes him though i find that like in my head don Fay is don draper yeah he's fans- he's literally yeah. john ham she like, has a bit of a crush on her dad yeah, yeah she does yeah which is fascinating which is great yeah. <laughs> i think like yeah it's yeah that is really interesting and she came from like a really stable home as well which i find unusual for a writer especially yeah. a comedy writer. and true. republican as well and a rep- yeah. yeah yeah but you wouldn't necessarily you think from her politics yeah but i guess her dad's like a from the military the military the military so they love guns (laughs) yeah (laughs) i've heard i've never seen one i actually don't think no i have (laughs) (laughs) i don't think guns exist (laughs) her mum zenobia who goes by the much less badass Jean, is the daughter (laughs) of vasiliki korolaku who left her village of petrina in greece and sat up set she sat up and she set up in the States <laughs> all on her own. Her she sat up, she got on with it. So Tina comes from a family of like pretty amazing women, like mm. to, to do that, to arrive in, in the States and be like, hi, here I am. Now I'm doing this. Yeah. Um, here's a random question, Camilla. Mm, Have you ever it. had your DNA tested through 23andMe or any other genealogical companies that as of yet do not sponsor this podcast, but they're welcome to, should they so wish? <laughs> Thank you for that natural segue. <laughs> No, because I really early on realised that it was just a way to to use people's. I also like I know I know I'm like mainly Irish, bit I'm like an eighth Italian and a bit Spanish. I'm just all the countries that eat carbs a lot, (laughs) and that's why I mainly eat potatoes and pasta. No, I haven't. I feel like I'm so genre that it's going to be like it's just going to be pretty flat. It's going to just be the carb eating European countries. (laughs) Have you? No. I don't trust them with my DNA. I mean, I don't really care. No. It's data mining, apparently. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what they've, yeah. they've realised yeah. very recently. They, it was like, oh, fuck, yeah. we've given all of our data. 23 and me company. apparently are the worst for it because they really don't care. Yeah, they don't give a shit. They can still sponsor us if they wish. Yeah. If they would like to sponsor this podcast, please do. Do you know, actually, as well, Grindr and Tinder have started selling Stop data. Stop it, really? Yeah. Oh, no. So that's so many dick pics up in, up in the cloud. Up in the ether. <laughs> We're oh surrounded by him. God, <laughs> that's an existential problem right there. And <laughs> um, that random question had a small point. Oh. Uh, it, it's not a bizarre you eugenicist know. agenda that yeah, I've like, crowbarred into this very camp podcast. White people only, please. Yes, please. <laughs> I asked because lots of Faye's friends and collaborators attribute various parts of her personality to her heritage. Because uh, she's a bit German. Yeah, exactly. And I, I guess that's kind of an American thing, isn't it? To be like, oh, I'm from here. So German people, German people, American people love saying that they're Irish or any. Yes. thing that's not American mm-hmm. like when uh, I was in New York earlier this year with my friend Nicola Coughlin from the TV show Derry Girls <laughs> and people would literally the people loved it so much and they were like we're Irish and we were like no you're not, <laughs> like, not. Like, did you like your great 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 grand I like don't like saying I'm Irish and my mother is Irish really and but I, in America they're just they don't give a shit like yeah. one of their great uncles went to Cork once and they're like I'm Irish <laughs> I'm as fuck. but they are their things aren't they they're like yeah. they don't say I'm American well they do say I'm American but like, say like it's, it's like Alec Baldwin in like, oh, we're Irish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think because they need something Yeah. I mean like half the country they enslaved and brought over and I guess they're just trying to feel a bit less the other half like the oppressors yeah yeah 
it's like I mean I guess if you're saying I'm Irish American you're saying we didn't do the slaving yes. I think that's what they're trying to say with maybe that maybe that's what, oh my god I've never I think even that considered it might that be might be it, it because if you're like old school American then, and you're white you were probably a slave owner and yeah. I guess if you can say oh I'm Irish American you're trying or to Italian. say I skipped that bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if the Polish come over and they're like, like nothing to do with us guys <laughs> I think that's what they're trying to do. That's so interesting. I never really thought of that. Mm. Yeah. And maybe that's what Tina Fey is doing with pushing yes. her old German yourself. and yeah. Greek heritage. Yeah, I mean, it's, not, it's not the best direction to go in. No, no I mean... Away it... from <laughs> crimes against humanity. Actually, I think I'm fine. I was German. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, fine then. Okay, cool. So apparently Colin There's no Quinn white country that aren't bad. Yeah, yeah let's So even the fact. Irish have done their own stuff. So They've like, done some shit. Just yeah. Like, it's yeah. Everyone was bad. We're all terrible people. It's from this like weird thing where um, Colin Quinn from SNL uh, dubbed her Herman the German. That's what he called her. <laughs> I think she, she likes it. Like, there's a lot of really funny jokes in 30 Rock about her German heritage. Yeah. She like, speaks German as well, doesn't she? She does. And yeah. it's, it's funny it. because she really leans into the fact that it's like the least glam heritage. Like, yeah. I feel like no one's ever like, I'm a bit German. Like, <laughs> on a first date, no one's ever like, I'm a bit German. No offence to the country of Germany. Just... <laughs> no, German people are excellent. Yeah. Um, I don't really think I know any German people. But like, I'm sure they're great. Yeah. But I mean, like, people love being like, I'm a bit Italian on yeah. a date. But no one's ever like, yeah, I'm yeah. half German. Like, <laughs> no, no, I can speak some German. Listen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, oh, wow. Jesus. Yeah, no, yeah, don't do, do it that. again. Yeah, for real. <laughs> exactly. Um, what's his name? Um, Lorne Michaels, uh, the godfather of American comedy, uh, who's ironically Canadian. Uh, he is fond of this bit of weird pseudo xenophobic profiling that they do with Faye. Um, so when discussing her work ethic, he remarked that it's the, it's the Lenny Riefenstahl in her. She has such <laughs> a German work ethic even though she's half Greek it's superhuman the German thing of this will happen and I am going to make this happen it's just sheer force of will a lot of the time a lot of the time when Lord Michaels talks in any circumstance he sounds like a senior Nazi and I don't know what like don't know he's not evil he sounds like Hess (laughs) like everything that you read you're like what what? Fascinating. Lenny Riefenstahl in her. And he's compared to Lenny Riefenstahl. Like, I, I think there's something in this. Why does a woman who has a work ethic... There has to be a be, reason. ...have to be nasty? Everyone's like, what's the, what's the reason why this woman works hard? It's very, very weird. I think people always just want an excuse. They, there has to be everyone when if a woman's doing well there has to be a reason that's yeah. not just that she's talented it's, she's a Nazi <laughs> she's, she's a Nazi that bitch is a Nazi hell <laughs> so bizarre sure. maybe that's why she called it bossy pants uh, but mm. to really give the um, armchair xenophobe something to chew over <laughs> according to a genealogical DNA test arranged by the television series Finding Your Roots oh. which in my case is <laughs> very obvious because I need to go to the hairdresser oh uh, Faye's ancestry is 94% European 3% Middle Eastern and 3% from the Caucasus What's the Caucasus? The Caucasus. The Caucasus. What is the Caucasus? I don't know. We're Caucasian people. It's like that could be anything. So now we know where her ancestors were from. That's good. I'm glad we covered that. It will come up again because people are fucking obsessed with where she's from. Weird. Is it because she's brunette? America is I think so it's strange. She's brunette. They can't so oppress white people who are brunette. They can't, how far are they going with this oppression? It's bad. So, so let's go back to her early life a wee bit. Do you remember the bit in Bossy Pants? Do, sorry, I should phrase it slightly different, put the emphasis slightly different. Do you remember the bit in Bossy Pants <laughs> where she talks about uh, the scar on her yeah, face? Yeah. Because I'm sure does it this straight. It. She does it right at the front. It's really early on. She's like, it? I have a scar, she's, she's, a guy slashed me. He says, she says, I don't want to talk about it. When I was three, a guy, a guy slashed me in an alleyway. That's it. I'm not talking about it anymore. Yeah. She's been asked loads and loads of times, right? And like, it took me years to notice it. Didn't even. Years. I noticed when she mentioned it. It only noticed it once on an episode of Rock. After I'd read the books, so I knew it was there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I never noticed it, but I guess like people are obsessed with what women look like, so she must have been asked it a lot. But I, but yeah, no, a also stranger. Trauma. Like she, yeah, and also, well, it, yeah, she's like, obviously like, I don't really want to talk about yeah. it, and she doesn't really talk about it, which I'm like, she just addresses it straight up, and then yeah, stops yeah. talking about exactly. it. But if it was attached to a story like that, I'd imagine every day she looks in the mirror and sees it. Like, yeah, you don't want to be like, oh yeah, hilarious childhood story. Yeah, a stranger slashed me in an alleyway. Like, no one wants to bring that up, and power to people do want to bring it up, which is why I feel like I can't remember it properly because I haven't read it for ages. But like that bit of the book, she is doing a bit of like, you keep asking me. Yeah, Here's the this thing, I'll it. shut the fuck up, I'm going to tell you some people funnies. People want yeah. her, and people, I think generally we've just been X-factored into wanting like extreme yeah, sob stories. That's so true. And she's like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. She's oh, like, this isn't... This, as verb as well. <laughs> she's, just not, she's just not doing it, and I love that. She's like, I was, you know, she's really up front in the book. She's like, I was born into like a really like yeah. comfortable family yeah. and brought up nicely, and the slashing was just a thing that happened, and yeah. I'm fine. I like that. Which yeah. is why, <clears throat> presumably the whole of the book feels a little bit like, it, there is this kind of element of her which is kind of which I always thought was a little bit deeper which is that she just like refuses to engage properly with what people want from her yeah mm. like she consistently just breaks everything with a joke like well I also think she close. really for me like I had never read a memoir like Bossy Pants until I read Bossy Pants because obviously someone would be like you should write an autobiography and she was like I'm gonna write whatever I feel like and yeah. it's, it's more like a series of personal essays which people yes. do all the time now yeah. yeah but I would say that people didn't really do it until or that I'd read in terms of like if you're a celebrity asked yeah. to write biography no one had really done that you know I'd read loads of autobiographies where they do the whole childhood like the beginning of Jane Eyre that you always yeah. skip yeah. and like, I was like I don't care about that where she just goes straight in and writes a series of essays I totally agree and they're all funny and like funny stories and yeah. I'd rather read that than like the, the time my granddad died like I don't care about your yeah. granddad dying. yeah I guess like Joan Didion the White Album is like an, about a, a time period which and it's mm. not that funny but like yeah I never heard it's not funny fun- at all Manson's in it <laughs> <laughs> he is pretty funny yeah it's quite funny. apart from what he did obviously it's not funny at all but like um, yeah that like making to using humor as a vehicle to talk about yourself yeah. and your work and that's and why that. it's like it's why i've read it roughly 10 times yeah. because it's funny every time it's like rewatching watching dirty rock and i'm refused to go to the theater anymore <laughs> nobody invited me to the theater. Thank you. unless it's the last five years don't <laughs> unless it's the last five years which i love <laughs> i do don't worry there's plenty of it's versions. so sexist <laughs> i've never seen the last five years Have you it's not? so sexist never, i don't think i've ever seen a production it's honestly just a musical where that dude that wrote it jason robert brown was like i think it's cool that i cheat on someone. my wife but he literally thinks it's like make some deep it's fascinating there's some bangers in that music. there are some bangers like what can you say <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Tina doubt. was obviously a fantastic student and uh, she got involved in all facets of student life including I love this anonymous, anonymously writing a satirical column in the school so, newspaper so her I love <laughs> so that so yeah. are you too young for press gang yeah what's okay. that so press oh. gang and Tom's young for it as well it's fine I'm a so beautiful it. and young and Holly is so, <laughs> so decrepitly hyaluronic so acid people we look great. amazing our skin looks insane <laughs> I cannot, can't even really look at Holly she looks so old <laughs> I'm, I'm like a crepe paper bag in the corner <laughs> honestly like bits of her body keep falling off it's horrible no I'm regenerating as we speak I am <laughs> Cher no press gang was a children's <laughs> sitcom starring Julia Suhala about a newspaper and I think it inspired generations of women to be like I could definitely be a journalist oh but okay I like Legally Blonde made me think I was a lawyer definitely mm-hmm. but it's very unlikely that Tina Fey was watching Press Gang because it was very much like made by Granada or something oh it was British well, so I'm pretty British, sure yeah. she was she was doing SNL <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly was on, right? please write in if you remember Press Gang I <laughs> <laughs> can always just cut that bit <laughs> yeah. Press Gang sounds like a dodgy ass title I know it was oh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh. It does sound like coercive control, doesn't it? 
taught me everything I know about relationships. Holly Morgan, born 1962. <laughs> Shortly before Tina Fey yeah. on the frontier. <laughs> I mean, see you being a frontier woman. I'd be great at it. Like, I just think girl. you would like wear an, um, an apron around your waist really well. Like oh. a long one and then you clean your hand on it and you're like, Joe! <laughs> I need another apron. <laughs> I've soiled myself again. Yeah. I just see you like fixing a tyre and then like wiping like apple pie dust on your tits and being like... <laughs> Amy, jo- oh, there's just characters from Little Women. <laughs> Stop writing, Joe. Wait, I think I see you being the mum from Little Women. <laughs> mommy. <laughs> I think that's the one of Little Women that you are. I, I am mommy. mommy. <laughs> She's never around as well. Exactly. She doesn't give She's a shit. She does fuck off for like quite a lot. I respect that for her. I think <laughs> she has a boyfriend in a neighbouring town. Do you She's reckon? Like, Bye. <laughs> Your dad's been away for fucking ages. Yeah, he went off for ages. What a freak. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tina studied at the University of Virginia, got a great degree, and then came to Chicago yeah. to set about getting into comedy. You pronounce it. Yeah, Chicago. You have to say it like that. Chicago. 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 She took classes at the world-famous Second City. Interesting. Tina Adam McKay was teaching a class, at sec- a class at Second City and spotted that Tina was incredible, obviously, and he pushed her to submit to SNL. And she jokes in Bossy Pants about how badly the interview went, but, like, obviously didn't she, go that Yeah, way. it can't have been that bad because she was a woman and they hired her as a writer. She became a so. writer. It's like, <laughs> she must have been pretty yeah, funny. You suck. <laughs> yeah, just give come this on woman then, a token <laughs> job. According to a pretty toxic Vanity Fair interview, uh, when Tina became head writer, she retreated backstage at SNL, wore a ski hat, gained weight, writing sharp, funny jokes and eating junk food. Then she lost 30 pounds fixed her hair put on a pair of hot teacher glasses and made a name throwing lightning bolt zingers on weekend update and thus we enter a minging conversation about women's bodies on camera <laughs> go away i'm so excited <laughs> i just like it's it's such a prominent thing that comes up when you research her a little bit and like her mm. you know anything that chronicles her rise to fame talks about this extraordinary transformation mm. oh my god she's actually hot under like you're like mm. and there's People, they are men, and they are a lot of the men who we've met, mentioned, like Alec Baldwin and Lorne Michaels, going like, yeah, who knew? Underneath it all, she was really fit. So weird. And it isn't ideal. Uh, she, I think, bats it away quite nicely a lot of the time. She's just like, yeah, I saw some, saw myself, and I was like, eh. Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm, people, uh, yeah, she puts it really on her book because she's like, I. She, there's a whole chapter about how she's been thin and she's been fat, yeah. and she's like, it's six of one I mean it's definitely a big reason why I don't perform because I would not ever want to feel like mm. I have to do anything <laughs> like yeah. and when I was in, when I was training I was like oh I don't want to have to be thin forever because I was quite thin when I was at drama school and I was like well I have to just keep this, this up this forever yeah like no I've never I just don't care enough about that I think I'm like hot anyway exactly. so I'm, I've just always been like I'm not I can't be asked. yeah yeah I mean you you can't like it's there's still like it's just so many rules about it's, what yeah. you're allowed to look like and uh, my friend Nicola Cocker I talk about her a lot Nicola she talks about this fabulous. a lot because she's like a normal size mm-hmm. and people think she's like she hates people being like buddy pussy she's like I'm just a normal size and I'm yeah. not I just literally exist like yeah. she barely even speaks on it mm. but people are like she exists and she's more than a size eight but so we must talk and she's just yeah. like I don't give a fuck why you ask me about my body it's so bizarre yeah I honestly think I might just start always asking men about their body as soon as I meet them <laughs> I might just be like Tom how do you feel about your body terrible oh <laughs> welcome to being a girl yeah <laughs> 
But uh, exactly. I mean, it seems so like alien from my sphere of actually of the women I know and the women I know working in comedy these days. And I think that that's where we're, we're heading. But like, I think mm. it's part of what we were talking about before about how she. It's a necessary factor of how she became a successful comedian. There's no way they would have let her on SNL as yeah. a performer unless she lost weight. And she had to do so it. So she did it. So yeah. She, I don't, I mean, whatever. In some ways, is that a feminist action then to, in in working within those circumstances? I don't know. I like really lost touch with feminism. <laughs> I, I like hate the word now and I hate talking about it. Yeah. I hate anything that describes itself as feminist because I think it's like almost impossible to be truly feminist in this culture. But like, I mean, whatever. Who she gives a shit? Like Just well, let people yeah. do... Like, if she felt she wanted to do that to be on television, yeah. no one has a go at, like, Jonah Hill when he loses £100 to be in, like, yeah. Moneyball or whatever the fuck it was. Exactly. He did look pretty weird in that maniac thing. Right? He looked weird. Yeah. I didn't watch that. I didn't watch it because... It looked like he'd been cgi I find thin. him irritating. Mm. And not because he'd lost £100 and I thought that was bad. I don't fucking care. No, you find him irritating. I find not, him not as a right. person <laughs> irritating. Yeah. I, yeah, I just don't care. I've, I'm, I'm struggling to care anymore about things like what whether or not it's feminist to be a size or lose weight or talk about your size or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I just don't give a shit anymore because people are like straight up dying. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm yeah. just like, oh, who fucking cares? Yeah. It's just impossible. Like I hate, like if someone's like, I'm doing a solo show, it's really feminist. I'm like, I'm not coming. Because <laughs> <laughs> what you mean is I have to come and see your solo show about being a white girl. And <laughs> it's like, that is not groundbreaking to yeah. have a vagina and be white and yeah. tell me about your period I don't fucking give a shit anymore yeah it's just I'm over it (laughs) is it feminist to talk about weight gain food banks like exactly (laughs) it's so it's like I don't like like yeah it's just so it's so hard to care yeah so I mean who fucking cares if I like one if someone was like you can be the head writer on SNL and do we can update if you lose 50 pounds I'd be like okay I'll lose it like I don't who fucking yeah, cares yeah who fucking cares come yeah. for me feminist <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real. we mentioned it earlier but let's talk about Amy Poehler joining her oh, on the weekend update ooh. like the the, the ultimate the purple patch the like that dynamic that friendship you've mentioned Nicola mm. would uh, oh my God. imagine a world in which you and Nicola that's our dream <laughs> I, I think that me and Nicola have been friends for really long. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm making this fucking podcast episode about She's Nicola. Have to come but she always talks about me on the podcast episodes, but in like an <laughs> embarrassing way. She and I have been friends for like 12 years mm-hmm. and we met because we thought we were the, f- each other was like the funniest person we've ever met. Yeah. And I like would love, I mean, I, I literally shopping, actually no, just so, well, semi-sold an idea for Nicola and I, like, because I just think that, um, and we really, really bonded over how much we both loved SNL and yeah. Tina Fey and Amy mm-hmm. Poehler. And um, like our favorite thing in the world is like anytime they host or even like give an award or an award show because like there's nothing. Oh, the you just, it, what I love about that is that people say it's so hard to write for and perform award shows. And then you just watch them come in and do it like with no effort. Yes. And you're like, because they're funnier than you, all men. Like right. they're funnier than you, Ricky Gervais. Like they're mm. funnier than you. Yeah. And they know how to do it because they're hilarious. Exactly. Like, okay, let's compare those two styles then. So like, I, I quite enjoyed Ricky Gervais's rant the other day. I um, hate him. Did you, do you I, I'm not a fan normally. He's but just a massive like, transphobe. So I just can't be asked. I didn't even watch he? his speech. Cause I just, I'm not giving out. I didn't know that. he was a turf, is he? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Big time. Okay. Right. So I I just okay. don't care so yeah. i didn't even watch his speech and i also just think he's the most pathetic sort of self-obsessed freak and i just don't i'm not interested in him at all so i guess like the to compare comedy styles like he's not funny and they are yeah egoless though as well like i don't i don't get a big ego from amy or, or Tim i don't know i think they probably have a bit i don't give a shit i think it's cool when people have big egos mm. i have i'm like a really anti 
I try and I, I, I th- I'm really anti-women being nice. Like I just don't yeah. think you should have to be. And yeah. It's weird because even I do that when someone's like, oh, I met a famous person. I'm always like, they're nice. And then I'm like, I don't give, why am I asking that? <laughs> yeah. I just want to know. And they gobbed in my face. But I try and stop doing it because I'm like, I'm not nice. And I don't care if people are nice to me. So yeah. why do you care if they are? Yeah. yeah. Why do I care? But you just want to know whether they like what they eat for lunch and stuff. I just yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, but I that's like watching know. the Kardashians, isn't it? It's just like, you're just interested. I just want the tea. I'm just interested in, in what people are like. And the, yeah. the reality is that not that many people are naturally nice. Mm. When you say that, that what are they nice? What you probably mean is what are they like? Polite. Yeah. Or just no, to tell me what they're yeah, like. Tell me like, what they did. Yeah. You don't I actually do like, care if they're I nice. I do like hearing if someone's a monster, like a <laughs> night, like a, like horrible to other people. Because I also don't mean that you should be like disgusting to other people. No. I just mean that nobody should feel that they have to say or do anything because other people be more comfortable because of that. Yeah. Okay, fuck that one. Well, that, I mean, that is feminist. I guess. I'm going to, I'm actually like, I'm, I'm going to become one of those people on Twitter that's like, I'm a humanist. Yeah. <laughs> For real. I think I'm like seconds away from saying it. I, like, I, do you know what? Me too. Uh, I totally agree. But um, yeah, we shouldn't have to fucking say feminist anymore. It, it, it does sound, it's a redundant term in some ways. Yeah. But until sure. we make... It's not 2006. It's not 2006, but until... Um, people realize that <laughs> i think i'm just angry people can just i'm just instead of being like i'm a fan, i'm just about i'm angry i'm just very cross i'm just yeah. human <laughs> <laughs> i'm so angry all the time i'm a human human just that yeah. human 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 yeah. so tina's stint on snl was so pivotal that in the 2015 rolling stone uh, ranked her the third in importance out of all 141 snl cast members what who beat her <laughs> john belushi, belushi and eddie murphy incorrect i mean Incorrect. Eddie Murphy did quite a lot for us now, but she turned that show around. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Well, so did People he. Well, I know because he was it. Eddie Murphy was the lead cast member, and when it tanked, when it's really unpopular in the eighties, and he's the only reason why a lot of people tuned in, and he was the first like major African. Did he write for it as well? I don't know. See, this is what I'm I saying. She was the head I read writer. that whole article. Good did you? you? I didn't Ages know you read. Yeah, <laughs> just about. Did not men, with his mouth closed. Mm. Not much. <laughs> not, no, just the odd mm. word. I know six words, and if they're in the sentence, great. What else would we tell you about if I didn't read? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like her renovating, her and, and, and uh, Amy Poehler as well. And like, Naya Rudolph and Rachel yeah, Depp. Like, exactly. Whole, they yeah. really like, I mean, and so many of the really, really iconic sketches come from that period of time. Mm-hmm. Like, like Will Ferrell's... Um, Cowbell sketch, yeah, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. And, um, the and, young and then Chris was she in charge of the one where they were? It's the one with Rachel Dratch and Will Ferrell, the creepy couple. Yeah, in the in the hot tub tank. Yeah, oh they're God, amazing. Favorite. Will Ferrell was a great SNL host. My Will Ferrell DVD of the best of Will Ferrell on SNL is almost worn out now. I, I used to watch they, it. They used to have it on Netflix, <laughs> which I used to rewatch. Did the they? Time, they? They took it all off because oh, the other ones are like the best of. Jimmy Fallon and stuff. It's like Jimmy Fallon, Eddie Murphy, and then there was like the old fucking school, what's, like, what's his, his name? name? The racist, sexist one. Oh, uh, Chevy Chase. Yeah, Chevy Chase. Yeah. But they used to have all of the. They used to have the highlights of the 2010s or something. I used to rewatch a lot because it was Green Christian. John Lovitz. <laughs> that was oh like a God, best of John so Lovitz. Awesome. That wasn't what I was thinking of. No, there was once a website that listed every episode and it had every episode and I would just rewatch it. Oh, mm. again. Oh, Incredible. Honestly, we have to sit down and watch the Wolf Heron because, I mean, again, because a lot of them are written by Tina Fey. so it's... funny. Also, him like hosting Jeopardy, all of that. Yeah. It's like iconic. Oh, comedy. Celebrity Jeopardy. My yeah. God. Have it's you just... seen Black Jeopardy recently? No. Not that recent. It's a couple of years. It's Keenan doing Black Jeopardy. What's up with that? That's like one of my favorites. It's around the same period. The same thing. Yeah. I think that period into the Christian Wig period is just like the the best ever. Like Andy Samberg era. Like that whole like eight year block is so amazing. I really enjoyed the. Did you watch the 40th anniversary episode? I don't know. Is it 40 or 50? 40. 
Really? Yeah, they did a very special one. They had like every major cast member mm. from ever, like all were back. But like there were so many ones from they they concentrated quite a lot on that era because it was so oh, it's good. The best one, like my favorite episode they did of the Californians. Snow. And they did. The, the, I was about yes. to talk about like my favorite episode of Snow is like the one where Kristen Wiig's leaving, yes. and they do the Californians, and it's she's the only cast member they've ever said goodbye to. On, in the show is it because it's the policy that they just people just leave like they've never ever before that because they're, all, they're always sort thing. of welcome back as well yeah as exactly kind of thing, but so they, 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 they people have to just leave and it was the first time they ever did a thing and like Mick Jagger sang She's a Rainbow and everyone was crying which I just watched Aww. that over and over again just and you can see that so Jason much. Sudeikis is a bit mad because he's also leaving and they're not talking about it <laughs> <laughs> but Kristen Wiig like again she changed it like like after i think like tina Fey and amy poehler and rihai would have brought snl back mm-hmm. and it was like to die again and kristen wick like injured and now yeah. the current girls i'm like not that in, i don't really into current snl that much no no mm. keenan the, i really love keenan and i love kate mckinnon but i don't think it's caught the energy of when like it, it was all of those yeah, and yeah i'm sort of tired of this ongoing trump thing that they've got now where they get all these people that do their like one like kate mckinnon doing um, yeah their one character um, uh, giuliani and yeah. then like alec Baldwin coming back doing the and it's just like every week now seems to I, I know that it's dominating the news i understand why they're doing it. it's a satirical yeah of course yeah. it's also like those my i don't really the political sketches are so far from the thing that i love although i, yes. lo- I used to love like will ferrell playing george bush yes yeah, yeah. but that was because it wasn't barely even political it would just be it's dumb just, it's just dumb yeah, but now politics are so sad and scary it's so hard to find anything funny yeah, yeah. Like, and it's okay whatever. to take the piss out of them but also it's like it's also like but they're gonna kill us <laughs> like, yeah but i mean so yeah true. i just noticed that you have like six joe wicks books are you guys okay <laughs> <laughs> We're so like, hungry. are you guys like seriously? So not okay. I'm like worried. We really want to be head. I'm like staring at it, like, oh, you guys, we've got them all. Why have you got they all won't the put us on weekend update. <laughs> We're not thin enough. Honestly, are you? Uh, do you need help? Uh, I know. We really actually worried. don't do the exercise. It just turns <laughs> out you make just quite nice recipes. They're like quite tasty food. <laughs> element of they're it. All burgers. Uh, so Tina Fey left SNL to begin developing Thirty Rock, and having written co-starred already in fucking mean girls which we're going to talk a lot about I after the break about well, we're going to have a little extra snack because we're extra what do you think would be the snack we'd have got for you tina fey themed snack, snack. Yeah. you get a snack oh my god i love snacks you're a big big star camille night cheese it's night cheese can we get sued if we sing working on my night cheese working well, on my night so that's cheese. the point you put it in everyone's head but you didn't actually finish oh, the song oh my god i didn't i am a genius woman Right, back to the cliff face. Here we go. Um, <laughs> so hard working. Uh, it's impossible. It is, isn't it? How's your night cheese platter, babe? I am absolutely loving my night cheese. <laughs> and also do believe in nighttime cheese eating. Yeah, yeah. You For creativity. I get bad dreams anyway because of my personality. So <laughs> I don't think like, it's irrelevant whether I hunker down and eat some brew before. I get bad dreams because of your personality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just remembering I exist, like, ah! <laughs> Haunted! <laughs> almost certainly are people <laughs> who have, night, have bad dreams because of their personality. And to them I say, sorry about our relationship. Uh, shout out to Uncle Mitch's Membrillo as well. Huge, huge yeah. shout Thanks, out Mitch. to Uncle Mitch. Yes, Uncle Mitch, it is absolutely amazing. Do you know what's sad about being an uncle? Yeah. Is that just the, the, the word uncle 
it just sounds like a nonce. <laughs> it does, doesn't like, it? Like, even if you know it's not, <laughs> like, <laughs> like... Just to be very clear, Mitch is not a nonce. Not what I'm saying. I also Mitch don't really call him... Nonce. I don't really call you uncle anymore, do I, Mitch? So, no, Mitch, which, that, but like, just, but when you say, like, Uncle Jim, you're always yeah, like, yeah, yeah. nonce. But well, it's like, literally just someone's dad. Like, you, we always assume it's like your dad's friend who's actually... He's not nonce. related to... Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, uncle. my dad is an uncle to people, but he's not a nonce, as far as I know. <laughs> Michael Whitehill, please feed right in. Not a Re- nonce. Are you a nonce? Forgot to check you were lactose intolerant, but there, here we go. No, I mean, that's where we are, so. Playing with danger. Are you meant to? You're not, are you? I know, yeah. we literally didn't ask you no. if you like I feel like everyone's a bit lactose intolerant, but I still eat it. We're probably not supposed to. Uh, my you vegan almost friend, certainly are. Yeah, I'm definitely a lactose intolerant. But what you're going to do is not eat cheese ever again. Just, yeah. It just means you poo a bit more. <laughs> Pooing's okay. I've got IBS already, so I strap think in. everyone has a bit. Yeah, of the old ifs. That's what the B stands for. I <laughs> 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 bit of ass. <laughs> I got a little bit. Yeah, there's no segue here. We're just going to talk about Mean Girls. I love it. How important is it to you? <laughs> it's like, I think, it's so funny because I was someone was tweeting yesterday about how like, uh, Comedy scripts don't get nominated for awards. Did Red, did Mean Girls get nominated for anything? That I do not know. Bridesmaids did. That's the big, that yeah, was the big Bridesmaids one, wasn't it? Did. But yeah. Mean Girls is an Oscar-worthy script. It's, it's note perfect. It, it, but it, like, I think people don't understand how hard it is to write comedy films, yeah. which let's... I, honestly, I think there are like roughly eight funny films and Mean Girls is one of them. Yeah. And then it's like Airplane <laughs> and like Wet Hot American Summer and that's it. And like <laughs> like uh, films, something about like the, the way films are, I think it's just so hard to write something that's genuinely end-to-end funny. Yeah. And Mean Girls is just... What I fucking love about her as well is that she didn't go from that to writing like hundreds of films i think she wrote like yeah. a couple of others and then sort of was like eh. yeah. she like wrote baby mama she wrote baby mama which she kind of sucked but like mean girls is just it, if i wrote mean girls and then put it out i would retire after that because yeah. i'd be like oh i've won yeah absolutely. but that's that for me is an it should have been an oscar winning script yeah, it, it's like you can't Oh my God. It's just such an iconic. I, it's one of those. Th- I think if you write something where, in everyday life, you hear someone quote it, yeah, that is unbelievable and yeah, so absolutely. cool. Like if every day you hear someone going, "Why are you so obsessed with me?" Like I say that all the time, <laughs> like every day. So like anyone that tries to talk to me, because <laughs> you have big deeper I energy. I say it to people on Twitter before I block them. <laughs> why are you um, so obsessed with me? I said it to someone yesterday. I was like, "Why are you so obsessed with me?" And then blocked them, and they hated it. Um, How do you know? Oh, because you can, can still see, see after you block them okay. and then you can yeah. see them being really mad about it. Oh, honestly, I get off on it. It's only men I do it to. Um, uh, it was only nominated for Teen Choice Awards, MTV Movie what? Awards and Kids Choice but Awards and this, People Choice this Awards. This is literally the crotch of the matter, isn't it? Like in terms mm-hmm. of how we treat women and, and women in comedy. Like, yeah. Tina Fey got nominated for the Writers Guild of America Award, which okay. is good. That's good. But that's not because other girls. writers were like, hey, by the way, it's yeah. really hard to do that. But check this out as well. Actually, one of the only, the, one of the very problematic things is that all of the other awards but that I can see were all nominations for Lindsay Lohan or Rachel McAdams. <laughs> Literally <laughs> just for like the famous people that were in it. Yeah. Not well, for I think, the I genius think, that created it. I think it. where we are though. now. Oh no, great performances. Not performances so, to yeah. away from them. I think where we are now in the distance from Mean Girls, it's, it's easy for people to say, oh, it's like a seminal piece of writing. And at the yeah. time, because it was about young women and it was written by women, mm-hmm. people were like, funny, uh, stupid. And it's like, and you have no film. idea. Because yeah. the gags per minute on that bitch are like high. It does it's airplane level high. Yeah. And like the characterization, the struck, it's just all of it is so astonishingly good. It yes. is. So were you, quite, was it quite formative for you? you for were, sure. Yeah. I just remember being like, cause I would, I mean, my dad is a comedy writer and I was brought yeah. up on comedy and my dad would sit me down and be like, this is Victoria Wood, this is Airplane, this is League of Gentlemen. Yeah. And it was the first thing I think I found myself. Right. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, these are all women. 
yeah. being funny. And mm-hmm. I, I really, apart from Victoria Wood, up till then I would just didn't, you know, my dad always says that when he was writing comedy, there was like no, he didn't work with any women, yeah. like at all. Oh, I, it mm-hmm. really, and I remember going to my dad's office and seeing the only women I'd see would be like PAs. Really? There wasn't yeah. anyone. And um, it was the first time I was like, hang on. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's really really hard growing up as a girl that's funny. I've always been. I remember being at school, and like hearing over and over again that women aren't funny. And I kept thinking like, when are the men around me going to get funny? Like I'd be in school, and my, me and my friends were so funny and so sharp, and the boys were so boring. And I was like, yeah. when is it that yeah, they yeah, get? Yeah. And now, like obviously as an adult, I'm so angry that I got scammed like that yeah, because yeah. it's such bullshit. And and with Mean Girls, I just. Yeah, I just was like, oh my, hang on. Yeah. Women are, at, women have the capacity, women don't just stop being funny when they're 21, which I started to worry would happen. Yeah. Because I didn't understand, I didn't understand <laughs> how that I would suddenly not be hilarious. And then what the Tom, no offense, from like geography <laughs> would suddenly get off his ass and do some stand up. Become an old coward. <laughs> like, yeah. Where'd you been hiding that, mate? But honestly, like, I feel like if you go back in time and meet loads of male comedians when they're 12, they weren't funny. But like yeah. almost every woman you know who's funny now was funny then. I totally and, agree. And it's just, because we're smarter and our brains develop earlier. But I just remember thinking like, at what point am I not going to be the funniest person in the room? <laughs> Bitch, it has not happened. It has not <laughs> happened. But like, I also think what's so good about the characters in Mean Girls is they don't all talk like Fatina Fey. I feel they are very no. distinct the personalities. The characterization is really amazing. Damien is an incredible character. Janice. So Janice, absolutely iconic. And yeah, the way it articulates uh, female friendship is so interesting and mm. so like transferable as well. It's not just teenagers yeah. who behave in that way. Girl on girl crime is rife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, but I think what was, it's kind of what we were talking about how people don't like, people think it's bad that Tina Fey's self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. It was just so nice to see how like, to explore female friendships and women as like these disgusting freaks. Yeah, yeah, who yeah. just do all this terrible shit all the time. <laughs> and like, you know, it's true like that is yeah. what women are like at school my god school is a nightmare well exactly and that like that that the, the mirror scene where they're like oh my paws are huge yeah, I have, and I have really bad breath and you first realised that then she talks about that in body pants like the time when she was with her cousins and they went oh my god look at that woman's hips and it was the first time she realised there are ways your body could be wrong other being like fat or thin yeah and I think that really shows in Mean Girls because it's like the moment you're like oh oh there's like a billion ways I could be wrong yeah mm. like in the eyes of society and I think she highlights that really well she really does yeah exactly and when, uh, he's got that kind of extended metaphor of the jungle hasn't it which is yeah. like it, it works it, but it's it's yeah I, I just love how secondary all the male characters are like yeah they're so apart from Damien oh, who's incredible but like the rest of the boys are just so shit and like yeah. paper thin and it's just for me I just I love it like the only thing since then in that genre of film that I've liked and not as much but I really love like Easy A I've seen it really good which is really it's good awesome I don't know film. who wrote it no idea I think a woman I feel like a woman wrote it but I'm probably about to be told I'm wrong but like I thought that I mean that is like very much the child of Mean Girls and yeah. that they obviously watched Mean Girls and were like oh hang on there is a way to do it but I think that Mean I mean I think a lot of people have tried to do mm-hmm. Mean Girls since and it's just too hard. Yeah. Mm, There's like sadly, one... it was written by a guy. Oh, oh, Bert yeah. V. Royal. It's good though. And it like, you can tell that they watch Mean Girls 50 times while like, yeah. I think I can do something like this. And yeah. Like, I mean, who... It's just, a, she was, she's a game changer. She is. That bitch just got up and was like, watch me redefine the high school comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm going to completely flip it. Exactly. Because we were so used to the uh, makeover. Makeover yeah. shows. And this is such a funny version of that. Like, yeah. every time that Lindsay Lohan's character is like, 
fucking with her appearance it's so awkward and embarrassing and you're like yes this is exactly what I yeah. like. yeah it's like when you know like on mufti day or whatever when school and you walk in when you're wearing like purple cords and everyone was like what the <gasps> fuck are you doing oh my it's like god very that vibe can we i love that you call it you were at a school that called it mufti day mm-hmm. as well <laughs> were you at military school no i was at like a normal state school oh, really? <laughs> we did at primary school we called it mufti really yeah i don't know why i mean i didn't call it like pre- homework prep or anything i went to like a normal Hastings yeah. state school battle Hastings state school but we did call it mufti that's weird it? that I'm, comes from the army though I think yeah. it's south. It's a southern thing. I is think. it yeah. right? Yeah. No, I, I distinctly remember that we feeling. Just call it home like, clothes. Yeah, yeah own, home we, clothes I think day. in secondary school we called it own own clothes. Day, own or home, yeah, yeah. But yeah. in primary school we went for mufti. Mufti's got much. Sounds more, like a personal camp, isn't it? I think it's way. more I would love to start doing it now. Mufti. Mm. If as an adult we did mufti, it's just like every like one day a week you dress completely like how you secretly want to inside. Oh my god! <sighs> think about how many secret furries we would know. <laughs> So many people we know are like for real, like oh, hundred percent. I can. I'm thinking of at least. Three. I've got like we are definitely thinking of the same people. <laughs> James <laughs> Rowland. <laughs> James Rowland is the secret. James theory. Rowland definitely, but like would love to be a beaver for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so true with his flapping tail, like smacking on the ground. He very suspiciously was working at a furry convention last year, and he said <laughs> that he talked. Yeah, he talked to one of the cleaners the weekend after because he was doing another convention I mean it all sounds very sus and the cleaner said that one of the hotel rooms had to be shut down for three days because of all the body fluids in it what <laughs> furries furries come on furries because they do like yiffing oh. where they like rub up against each other I'm addicted to furries I honestly like just love that them. and bronies as well that's a- yeah. what's a brony the my, my little, little pony, pony but they like wank over it Aww. and they dress up as them <laughs> it's a it's a possibility for you guys. Not to kink shame guys, but I think that's no disgusting. kink shame. <laughs> <laughs> Not to kink shame, but like you've got you you've, should be in prison. You've got sure. problems <laughs> for sure. You should be I like in a hospital. With I think, which is good enough. I think, in I my think opinion, I am a stop it. <laughs> this this podcast does not endorse, endorse kink shaming. I but do. I think you're disgusting. Yeah, it's bad. Kinks, all kinks are good, apart from the ones where you're pretending to be a child's toy. I think like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> that's Uncle B, isn't it? <laughs> Uncle Nons. Oh, Uncle, Uncle Nons. Um, so I want to talk about the lemon, Liz Lemon. Yes. Yes. Mm, I can't. Yes. She's a semi autobiographical character that she plays in the show 30 Rock, in case yes. you haven't seen or you didn't know. Uh, well, are me? you a Liz Lemonhead? <laughs> Huge. Although I talk about Huge. a lot about which character I am. And what, in 30 Rock? Yeah. And I think I'm actually like a pretty good Jenna and Liz mix. I think you've got a bit of Tracy in there. And a bit of Tracy. Now, <laughs> There's yeah, a definite bit of Tracy. Bad mental health condition. <laughs> Do we think Tracy Morgan has a big diva energy or big dick energy? Ooh. I think big diva. He's fucking crazy. <laughs> he is, yeah, I think he doesn't really care, which is quite diva-y. Yeah. Like, he doesn't really give a shit no. what he does. I, I think, yeah. I, I actually also think I'm a bit jack. I like. I feel like I, I sort of understand all of them. <laughs> and like, apart from like, Ken, I just get it. But like, I'm the oldest man on earth. But I like now. I always say like, me and Nicola are quite like Jenna and Liz. Now that one of us is a writer, one of us an actor, and she's blonde. But also, she's quite Liz, and I'm quite Jenna, and that I'm a massive diva, <laughs> and like think I'm amazing. I don't think I'll ever get over uh, Jen Maroney's consistent addiction to singing. Like, no, 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 no. Just sing it's it. Just, oh, you wait. You wanted me to say it's <laughs> that show is like. I can't overstate how much of an influence that show. Like my dad watched it before me and he, you know, it was like when it first came out and he bought me the DVD and was like, watch it. Mm. And I just, my mind like blew apart. I just couldn't, it it was just, it's just such an incredibly, like some of the episodes are just like, high art like mm. extraordinarily written like the jokes per minute like the character the characters and the way that they really lean into the absurdity as the series goes on i just think is like yeah oh. it's just like 
And often I go to meetings now, I write for TV and they're like, what kind of thing would you write? I'm like, 30 Rock. And people don't really want you to say that. They want you to say girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to write girls. Anyone listening? I'm not going to write girls. I, yeah. It's just my dream is to yeah. write something like that. Well, it's a little bit like what you were saying earlier about um, you being fed up of sort of the way that feminism is being used mm. or portrayed mm-hmm. or how people are talking oh about it and actually God, just going, yeah. you know what? I don't want to write about like the ugliness of being a girl all the time. And I, I want to girls she, about. I want to talk about, I think to be she dumb she did and stupid. a really smart thing where she was like, it's going to be a show about a woman writer and then it's not about that at all yeah. she just got to have like a massive playground of this huge world with all these characters and it, oh fuck I just I can never stop watching it I love it so much the irony of that being like it, historically she probably never would have got to have made that show unless she pitched it on the basis of all of the characters for sure but probably at the time she did get it made she probably got it made on the basis that yeah. it was about a woman and Alec Baldwin yeah. yeah. and Alec Baldwin's in it as well of course yeah. yeah yeah but like in terms of like where the direction of the show was going yeah, with that and well, then irony, she, irony, irony, yeah. she flipped that and went well, it's I'm not about like it's not. I think they honestly thought it was going to be like, oh no, it's so difficult being a girl on TV. Yeah. And like, although there are there are some really astute episodes about that. Yeah, hundred percent. I think what I like about Tina Fey is that she she never felt that she was the the mouthpiece for anything. Yeah, she just wrote what she thought was funny, yeah. and that's why it's consistently one of maybe one of the only sitcoms ever to have a run of the amount of series it did and be note perfect to the end. Peach yeah. Show. And Peep Show. Yeah. yeah. It's like, there's so few Those though. two, yeah. And like, you know, of, for, to do like more than three or four series and have like, it never stopped being hilarious. Mm-hmm. And she never let the quality drop. You can tell that she has a really, like when she does something, she has a good grip on it. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's why I love her. Cause I just can, I just, yeah, she's just, oh my God, I love her. <laughs> That's why her output is massive, presumably, because no, yeah. she really focuses on what she's well, doing. Like, she's not one of those writers that's like, like got three keyboards at the same to, time. Like, fuck around. Like, yeah. It always felt like her whatever. voice was so strong in it and that it, it never... Oh, God, I just would yeah. die. If I ever met her, I'd kill myself for oh real. My God. <laughs> I would just stab myself in the heart. Like I, would I think she'd like that. I, I think she'd be into that. I wouldn't be able to... I actually wouldn't be able to. I don't want to meet her, ever. That would be awful. Yeah, I think mm. it would be difficult to meet. Yeah, I, I couldn't meet Madonna. It's yeah, you no, wouldn't want that would to. Be so yeah. stressful. I don't think she would be nice. No, I don't. We had this conversation earlier. Basically, like it seems that everyone that's ever met Madonna doesn't like her. No one's <laughs> so, ever like I met Madonna. She was so sure. But if she was really nice and normal, I'd be livid. I'd like, be yeah. furious. I used to have a thing on my wall when I was sixteen that said, "What would Madonna do?" With a picture of her in the Frozen video. Oh. Yes. Mm. So I yeah, I don't. We, like we said, we so don't. So your want Madonna to is a spooky witch. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, everyone that is obsessed with Madonna has not met her. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. I definitely game. don't want to meet her. Yeah. No, I think it's important that we don't. No. <laughs> um, so uh, Thirty Rock, the critics immediately were like, "This is fucking brilliant." It took a while for audiences to get on board. Mm. Yeah. Um, should we talk a little bit about Rachel Dratch mm. being dropped? Like she's supposed to be the Jenna character, right? Yeah. She was. Yeah, which wouldn't have made sense. No, I think Amy Poehler was meant to be the Jenna character. And was Rachel Dratch going to play? Rachel Tina Dratch. Was, no, Rachel Dratch was always going to play these little parts. I thought. Yeah, she had another function in yeah. it. Yeah, and the network. But it didn't. Like, well, the I mean, but the thing her. is, is that she's the funniest. Rachel Dratch is so funny, so but funny. it didn't quite make sense for her to be playing like these bil- billion characters. Yeah, I, I think I can see why they did it. Yeah, but it's sad that they didn't find like. A, I thought like her character where she played like the woman that looks after the animals, like the cat yeah. wrangling one, was really funny. But I think that, but she's also the cleaner. And I think the hangover. It was a real hangover from writing for SNL. short sketches. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like was that oh someone can just come in and it's like actually you need to really invest. Yeah. But I think what Thirty Rock did really well by the end, especially by the end, is that they really nailed how to have a guest star on it. Like the, the Jennifer Aniston episode, which is like Buzz so Aldrin. Like, 
oh, the, the Buzz showering at the moon with Buzz Aldrin. Like, how? <laughs> whatever. What oh. other sitcom can say they have like <laughs> Buzz Aldrin shouting at the moon? Like, they got people to do like Ross, like Ross from Friends playing Greenzo. Like, yeah. they got. I like the Matt Damon come. recurring character. Matt I really Damon's like that boyfriend. Car- oh my he's god, Michael great. Sheen. Oh, oh uh, who's the guy from Enchanted? Who's incredible? That was Cyclops. Oh yeah. Oh, James Hepburn. Oh, James Michael Sheen playing her British Wesley Snipes. Yes. Like that, John oh, Hamm as, as the doctor who's actually an idiot. To do his favourite thing, which is just to like just do dumb comedy. Yeah. It, like I just think, oh god, there's just it's just nothing like it. Inject it into my veins. Yes, <laughs> I could just talk about it for years. Yeah, amazing. But we don't have to. That's fine. <laughs> We're going to cut it down. Yeah. Um, so she landed the comedic face lottery by having the same face as congenital moron and ninth governor of Alaska, Sarah Palin. <laughs> uh, it gave her the opportunity to write iconic lines for Sarah Palin, such as, marriage is a sacred institution between two unwilling teenagers. And I can see Russia from my house. Which people think is a real Sarah yeah, Palin Yeah, I quote. did. Which Until we did the research for this episode, I genuinely un- thought that was a Sarah I mean, Palin again, quote. Again, what unbelievable writing. Incredible. Yes. That's yeah, mm. absolutely. I mean, it's a gift as a comedian if you have um, the same face as an objectionable yet funny person the way she tells the story is so funny that people just kept being like so you look like Sarah and so people yeah. eventually she was like crowdsourced everyone's like well she has to play as Sarah Palin <laughs> yeah. until she was like Demand. I guess I have to yeah it's interesting because that was like a lot of people that don't watch SNL or didn't watch SNL I know that was like a, people started really tuning Big in moment, yeah. and I also think that was like weirdly an introduction to Tina Fey for yeah. loads of people who didn't yeah. really know who she was yeah and I think it's what, how she ended up doing like date night and things like that yeah, those exactly, films yeah. came off the back of yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Palin stuff and she was good at it but it's not her wheelhouse it's surprising that she was so, like, yeah. she says in the book she's like I'm not an impressionist yeah but she was so spot on she was people were quite pissed off um, left wing commentators specifically when they actually invited Palin on right yeah so when she actually came on the show people were quite angry mm-hmm. about it and I guess I sort of see the point um, Alec Baldwin had a good quote about it though he said uh, Palin came there to get thrown in the dunk tank she knew it and she was gracious which mm-hmm. I think is kind of like a good way of going and also actually Tina Fey when she was interviewed about it was basically like we don't work for you Mm. It's I not think our that's job. a really good point. Yeah. I think there's a lot of weird stuff here. I think because they're traditionally left wing. Yes, now right, right. Like, that's that's and of... most comedy is. I mean, I don't know whether you've ever had to watch a right wing comedian, but they are not. <laughs> like the right wing can't. They're right wing and unattractive, and they're not funny. And that is how that's it is. a fact. And that's how it should stay. I think mm. it's really complicated because I think that. Yeah, they don't work for anyone. They can do whatever they want. But they're the seen hand, to work for people because mm. of their yeah, yeah, yeah. perceived agenda. Yeah. On the other hand, would like, I'm still pissed off at have I got news for you for humanising Boris Johnson yeah so no, that's true but so we've only hard. really seen that later on so maybe maybe Sarah Palin's going to make a comeback Sarah Palin yeah. probably I mean they're probably safe with that because I don't think that she's a threat to, I don't think she's ever going to get any more powerful than she was when she was running for yeah. the same thing. and then she's started the tea party y- yeah, yeah but like she, but she was bad it's, it's so complicated she was it's, bad at her job it's much like yeah. you know they let Trump host SNL that's worse it's it's mm. it's mm. Mm. it's like are you taking the piss it feels like almost like working with someone is is yeah. as, as good as an endorsement which is a bit dodgy mm. i don't know i just kind of don't want to watch politicians try and be funny like under any circumstances no. mm. and i agree with you read boris johnson as well like it, it's they like, have a lot of, like, they really I've fucking do a huge amount of answers yeah they, they birthed bumbly Bo- boris for sure they, like, and they mm. can like i hope that they are happy with that decision. Yeah, I think forget Hislop has a lot to answer for. In, in for sure, a lot who I really like in loads of ways. Yeah, like, yeah, I definitely think that that was. And mm. I mean, they dropped the ball. They did, yeah. and I think like with the Sarah Palin thing, I didn't think it was funnier for her to be there. Mm. I don't think they added anything other no. than it is a surprising and interesting moment of judgment. On the other hand, 
oh my god not to get into like politics but like if we're going to make a monster out of everyone we don't agree with we're going to end up in a really weird place which we're basically already in so then it's like if you're going to invite hillary clinton on who arguably is also not a good person yeah Mm. then maybe you should also have sarah palin on i don't know and also there's been hundreds probably of people have gone on snl and are absolutely there have been people there's multiple people on snl who have bombed villages in Iraq so like Sarah Palin at that stage all she'd done was she was spreading hate speech but I don't know whether even right wing people were taking her seriously so it's kind of like yeah Yeah, she was she was a joke yeah and they were adding to that joke I guess yeah and American television isn't like publicly owned as well so no it's not BBC they can do whatever they want yeah Exactly. But um, yeah, interesting discussion. Love politics. I live for polls. <laughs> I'm not interested. <laughs> no, I'm done. No, I'm done. So, um, circle like this sort of spike in interest in her because of the Palin stuff. You read a lot uh, where journalists are writing about Faye around that sort of era. And when, when they're not measuring her skull to see how German she is, uh, <laughs> they are marveling at how attractive she is, considering she's also smart and funny. Mm. Uh, because, of course, if a woman could quack a joke, she's either had to evolve a sense of humor to compensate for a disgusting, disgusting mm-hmm. face, mm-hmm. or she's like Lenny from Of Mice and Men slaps. <laughs> loving sister because <laughs> women can't be funny and pretty obviously that's like, mad I, how many interviews do I have to read where she's going yeah I know I'm kind of cute like why is that always a question that's put to her oh I don't know I, I mean I'm fucking I'm shouting stupid. at the moon now like, <laughs> you are like screaming at the moon with Buzz Aldrin because me and Tom are hardly going to be like well I think you'll find that women are disgusting like, like, like Tom actually neither looks, of you being funny it's <laughs> away from thinking that I don't know yeah. we've just fucked it as a society a yeah. lot of answers to everything is like we fucked it and yeah. now everything is bad can't start again as well I don't feel uh, we should but Whoa. I don't know how I guess we could all get amnesia and start again but can we keep 30 Rock if we do that <laughs> this is the problem I want to watch that after the there thing. are loads of really good things we yeah. did and that's why they're letting the tide down yeah. because you think look at all the good things we did why do you keep doing the bad ones I as well mm-hmm. comedy is like maybe it's basically only the, one of the only good things we've done though <laughs> that is true comedy and and Aldo and Aldo yeah. we touched on the kind of like surreal factor so let's get into Kimmy Schmidt which I think is much mm. more surreal um mm. I mean, it's it's some yeah, of the it plots is. are com- kind of bonkers, but and yet I think it's more popular. Yes, yeah. So 2015, we start uh, on Netflix with Kimmy Schmidt, and uh, I really enjoyed the first series. Me too. Like, Titus Burgess is a revelation. Yeah, he's hilarious. That is some funny ass <clears throat> writing as well. It's some brilliant writing. Like Pinot Noir, mm. iconic. I think the first two series are really solid. Yeah, um, but we need to talk about the racial stuff. So oh, no, oh, white. I, Sorry. <laughs> I know, I know, it's a bummer because and who better to talk about it? The Camilla White here, class white girl, Camilla White here to talk to you about a race. Yeah. So we've got like um, uh, Je- um, Jenna Kukowski's character, who is Native American, despite yeah. not being Native American. <laughs> oh, and but, that's, like, but it's not even that's the story. Like that's a joke. It's is, a joke meant yeah. to be a joke story. Yeah. Like. And they bronze her up, and yeah, yeah mm, not good. Yeah. Um, well, there's blackface in Thirty Rock. Is there? Yeah, and the storyline is about how bad <laughs> blackface is, but that still doesn't mean you should put, put it on television in, in mm. anything. Yeah, so it's complicated. Yeah, it is complicated, and like I don't think we'd be doing our job if we didn't address the stuff. Like there is a, a lot of um, anger about Tina Fey on in certain areas of oh, the okay. internet. There is a um, 
idea that she is a a her brand of white feminism eclipses intersectionality because she says i'm an oppressed minority by being a woman therefore it's okay for me to punch down at minorities is that what she says well season two is opting out right season there's an episode in season two you know the one where um titus has done the one man show kimono she don't and then the asian community come for him and it's like it's uh tina fey is kind of a she stands yeah. Titus stands in for Tina Fey getting, yeah. it, getting it in the neck from mm-hmm. uh, people commenting on her sort of the way she portrays race mm-hmm. and it's 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 made people, a lot of people lot really angry mm-hmm. so I mean it, it's the episode does skirt near this sort of PC gone mad mm-hmm. hello, um, it's, hello gone it's me mad. PC gone mad um, on the rounds <laughs> oh, I hate your sketch show <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, what do we think I mean I think we're in a really interesting place as a society where we're all we're really shifting what we want as consumers of entertainment what we don't want mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think historically there's always going to be a real like period of discomfort if we're going to stop letting white people be in charge so like mm-hmm. Of course, we like there's this was always going to happen, and we have to start listening to other people. And if other people are offended by something be- and it's offending them because of their race, then that's the way it is. Yeah. It's wrong. Like, if if yeah. if they don't like it, then that's fair. I will also say this, and this is not, I don't think this is directed at anyone, especially because I have read a couple of things about it by like black women and stuff who mm. are, you know, good. I do think that because she's a woman, she comes under more scrutiny than. And because she's visible, more scrutiny than like people that are showrunners on, I don't know, two and a half men or yeah. <laughs> everybody yeah. loves Raymond or those broad comedies where they're a lot worse. 100%. And she ha- and there's, another, there's a male showrunner on Kimmy Schmidt who doesn't get the same criticism. Right. And it- so it's, it's complicated. Mm. I think like, yeah, I don't think it's good that a white person was playing a Native American person and they ch- probably shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. I also think don't take the agency away from the other writers on those shows. Yeah, I well, people with, forget that, like, yeah. those shows have teams. Like, Well, I think, rooms. like, with some of the Third Rock stuff, people are like, oh, it's racist. Like, well, a black person wrote this episode. Are you taking away their... Yeah. Like, voice, it's complicated. Yeah. It's really... I don't know. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, I guess also she... Like, the... There's two sides to that. I was thinking about that the other day as well. Like the idea that, like, yes, people do forget because it's a Tina Fey show. They go, "Oh, that's Tina Fey wrote yeah. that, so that's her fault." Well, no, yeah. it's not. There's loads yeah. of people, hopefully, of all different genders and ethnicities yeah. uh, on those teams. But also, she but ultimately also has get final a, get decision. Get a Native American actor if you want someone to be Native American. Yeah, it's sure. like not that hard. It's not. Yeah. That. I for sure she has ultimate active. final decision yeah. on yeah. her yeah. show. So actually, like, yeah. she's definitely made mistakes. I think everybody makes yeah. mistakes. I think like there's some are worse than others. I definitely think there's. But there's a lot worse people than Tina Fey. Mel Gibson. 100%. <laughs> yeah. She's Shout out worse. to Mel Gibson. <laughs> we, we're in like a really weird area of society and yeah. we're going to look back on things and say, oh, actually, that's not okay. And yeah. that's, that's fine. We're, we're learning. Gonna see we're living and learning. We're going to praising their own bodies of work, which would be really interesting. Yeah, which... Well. Probably just women, but like it's yeah. it's still nice. Yeah. Like yeah, we're in a weird place. Yeah, we women don't tend to have that kind of uh, no. self reflection. I would definitely, you know, it's it's hard. I yeah. think that we just we're in a period of time where everybody's shuffling, and it's good. It mm-hmm. will end up good, but we're in a weird bit. Exactly, and like for every one of those plot lines, there's the the, the, the plot line which is basically all about how the the natives team are incredibly racist. Right, that's the point. Yeah, storyline. It's complicated. It? Yeah, I don't. Th- I definitely don't. I don't know her personally. I don't think she's racist. No. But I also don't know her. I I don't think she is. I think we're, we're just sometimes people are tone deaf. Yeah. Just apologise and move on. Yeah, mm. exactly. So. She, um, it needs work, but yeah. maybe not cancelling. 
Not cancelling. No. Mm-mm. I think we need to relax about cancelling. Yeah. Unless somebody's like seriously trying to hurt people. Mel Gibson. Can't. Yeah, I mean, he he's cancelled. <laughs> all men are cancelled. Sorry, all let me just... Sorry, just, just want to be Sorry, clear. All men and all, all women don't need to be cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> women can learn. Yeah, indeed. It's true. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler will be hosting the Golden Globes next year. They're yes, back. Your favourite team. Oh, no. Come know this. I didn't know yes. this. Yes, it's Ricky Gervais' step down. They never do it again. They are the only... Like, uh, my favourite Golden Globes was when they were hosting and then Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig yes. did that one of the funniest bits of stand-up ever, but it was just introducing an award where they're like, and the salmon, <laughs> and the yammer. Like, one of the funniest things But it was so weird because those things are usually so cringeworthy yeah. when people mm. come it's on It's really hard to write those. Mm. My dad used to write Award show. Oh, really? Bits, and he, he's really? like, it's the hardest job in the world. Like, like the... celebrities aren't funny. Yeah. Like, for and they real. can't read. No, they can't read. But if you get like very funny people to come in and kind of help write it, then yeah. they do their own shit. I mean, well, that you is get like someone alchemy. like Kristen Wiig and, um, and Will, Will Ferrell, Ferrell who can just improvise they the could shit just out of the say and, yeah. yeah. And actually, really, all award ceremonies should just be hosted and delivered by like improv comedians. Yeah. And <laughs> the great thing is, as much as like, you know, we talk about how people are saying shit stuff about it, she's won nine primetime Emmy Awards. Really? That's Three Golden Globes, five Screen Actors Guild Awards, seven Writers Guild Awards. Awards, three Producers Guild Awards and has been nominated for a Grammy and a Tony. That's and in 2008, she's nearly egotic. She's nearly, she's, she's on nearly her way egotic. to She's on her way. Which is the definition of diva. Yeah, it so. is for sure. Should be the, the actual benchmark, shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. It'll be a, a short series. Whoop, just whoopy like, yes. <laughs> she just got the Mark Twain a prize for American uh, American humour. Good for Which her. is a great prize. That's like, amazing. To win and you get to make a big speech. Her speech is great if you yeah. watch oh, the speech. God, she's the youngest ever winner as well. Yes. Iconic. It's yeah. true. That is it's great. Iconic. And uh, she's going to have a res- uh, she's going to have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I also just think that like more than any of that I think she has made many 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 women realize that they could be comedy writers yes. and I think that that's just fucking yeah. cool. I definitely it definitely made me realize I could do it. Really? For sure, yeah. That's amazing. And and she's definitely done that for multiple people and so in that case Thanks, Tina Fey. We love you, Tina Fey. But we can never meet you because no, we will no, get you. weird. Well, no, Camilla will kill herself. I, know, <laughs> I don't want to kill myself. It would be bad. So I don't much to it. give. Ooh. So we've got to plugs and hugs, babe. Have you got anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> a singing voice? You're doing, you're doing a work in progress at Vault. Oh, yeah. I need to remind yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing two well, nights work in progress <laughs> at Vault with my new play, Daddy which will also hopefully be Edinburgh or never again will be on. It's probably going to be one of the two. <laughs> we'll find out afterwards. Check back in March. <laughs> My other plug is um, to put almond butter and honey on sourdough toast oh my god that sounds amazing it's really good yeah that's my second plug oh my god i'm obsessed <laughs> obsessed with that that's been your breakfast every okay. day Yay. fantastic we hope you enjoyed this episode of big diva energy if you did and want to reach out and say hey girl or just tell us which diva means the most to you uh you could tweet us at diva energy or email us at big diva energy pod at gmail.com this podcast is a dark matters production if like damien lee on danny devito you love our work Please don't forget to like and subscribe to Big Diva Energy, wherever you get your podcasting needs. Alternatively, if, as far as you're concerned, we're no better than the rats who stole Titus Andromedon's three best wigs, get, get in, in the, the sea! sea. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Okay, bye! 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 Bye!